Good to see some familiar faces home from college. Wonderful to see you guys. It really is good to see everybody here on a Thanksgiving weekend. We're in the last day of our Real God Sermon Series, which has been a journey. Uh, and are there other churches around uh, the country that are doing this? And for us, the Real God journey, and our intention in it, in it was that we would restore a right view of God. Because in a pluralistic society where there is so many opinions, especially here in America, we've kind of created a God of our own choosing. And we felt it important for us to look biblically at what absolute truth is because we learn truth from the word of God, not just what we say or our opinions or the nuance that we add, but what does the Bible say about who God is? So we started this whole thing talking about how God is alive and that we can know God by seeking him. And then we got right into the attributes where we talked about something foundational, and that is that God is good. That's foundational, that his purposes are good. And then we looked at the sovereignty of God, how God is providential. And then we looked at the holiness of God, that God is completely holy. He is apart from us, but the good news is he's bringing us up. And he didn't just leave us apart from him, but he sent Jesus so that we would be redeemed and restored and reconciled to the Father. And then we looked, of course, at the wisdom of God and that God is all wise that not only can you know that God is working all these things together in circumstances, and then he teaches us his wisdom. And then we looked at the justice of God, that God is just, that he will judge rightly at the end. In a fallen and corrupt world, God will have the last say. And we know that his judgment is pure and it's constant, and it has actually been satisfied in the cross of Jesus Christ so that we know that we have been made right because of God's justice in that he sent Jesus. And then last week, we looked at the, God is loving. He is a God of love. And we wouldn't know what love is. We wouldn't, people left to ourselves, as we get older, we get meaner and grumpier. But because God is love, he is the one who shows us the way. And today I wanna to talk to you about the faithfulness of God. And what you see in what we're gonna look at today is something where you see all of those attributes, the constantness of all of that, of love and justice, God's mercy, all of the attributes of God coming together and its constantness, and that is the faithfulness of God. So I ask you as we begin today, this question, what do you put, what's the source of your hope this week? When you think about your week, what's your hope? Is your hope that you feel better this week, like emotionally, or is it that you maybe this week, that as you go back to school, that the teachers are a little easier on you than they were maybe before Thanksgiving, or maybe your hope is the boss will be nice to you, or that things will work out, or that relationship will get better. Whatever that is, where's your hope 
What's the source of your hope? Because here's the thing that we know. Uh, uh, just like, and there's like three things I put on the front of your outline, and I, I gave you this outline. Today is the last day for the extensive outlines, by the way. Uh, my family's probably going to applaud for that. Uh, I, I want to say, here's the first thing. We all, every person here, we all depend on something, someone to hold us up inside. Every day, there's something or someone that holds us up. We depend on, on something like, for example, it's a relationship or it's a spouse or it's a job or some other thing might look like, for example, money, or it could be that maybe your own success, or some of you are kind of emotionally, you put your hope in, is that your kids are successful and that will make, gives you hope. But we are all, all of us here have something or someone that kind of holds us up inside. Here's the second thing. When that something or someone comes through for us, when, when that happens, we experience a sense of peace and satisfaction and optimism about the future. I mean, you know, when things are going right, what, when what we hope for, that's, that gives us a sense of that satisfaction and, and optimism that things are really going well. But the opposite is also true. When that someone or something fails to come through for you, fails to come through for us, we experience a sense of anxiety and dissatisfaction and ultimately despair or disillusionment. We, we don't have any peace. We have fear. We, we often despair. And, and, and I want you to say, I, I want you to know that there's only, there is nothing that comes through for you 100% of the time, nothing. There's no situation and there's not any person, no relationship, nothing in your life is 100% except, and here comes that seed I'm planting in your life. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ, that God sent Jesus. He comes through 100% of the time. That's why we come today no, talking about the sureness of faithfulness. So here's the thing. It seems to me like the secret of life is to find an unending, a constant source of joy and peace. It can only, we're looking for something or someone who can come through for us 100% of the time in every situation. And I want you to turn in your Bible, and if you don't have a Bible, we have Bible in these in the seats in front of you, behind the seats in front of you. Lamentations chapter three, verse 21. Some of you have sung this as a song. You might know it that way. By the way, that's how the, the, the people of God really learned the word of God was through psalms and chants and rhythmic sayings, which are the psalms. Um, but Lamentations three twenty-one. There's some beautiful words. But this I call to mind. Therefore, I have hope. If you're downcast today and you're like, I need, I need to find some hope. Verse 22, 
the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies, they never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. God is faithful. God is faithful. So what is it that I'm talking about when I'm talking about God being faithful in your life? Or what are we talking about when we talk about the faithfulness of God? Well, just right off the top, I would define the faithfulness of God as the steadfast in affection or allegiance. Um, it's, it's that sense of, of synonymous words. Like, for example, God is faithful. We mean he is dependable. He is trustworthy. He is staunch. He is resolute. He is constant. He is reliable. He is true. He keeps his promises. He always comes through. So how is it that God is not like all the other things that I said are not faithful? You can't depend on 100% of the time. How do we know and what is that I'm talking about when I say God is faithful all the time? Here's a few things. He is all-knowing. He, God is never caught off guard. If you're not careful, sometimes you think of, of the characteristics of God separately. Like, for example, he's holy, and that's different than him being loving. And you have to understand, uh, we talk about justice and we talk about his love and we talk about wisdom. But here's what I'm talking about. The unity and how God is ultimately in harmony constantly. He is all-knowing. He knows everything. And faithfulness is what we know in that he is never caught off guard. There is no lack with God. He is all-powerful. He never encounters anything or anyone who can thwart his plans or his purposes. God can come through for you and me 100% of the time because he is all-powerful. He is holy. He is pure. He's honest. He's full of integrity unable to lie, therefore is always consistent with his character and his word. Can you say that about anybody in the world? No, you can't. He is completely powerful, but he is also holy and consistent. He is eternal. He is not affected by space or time. He knows the end from the beginning. That's one of the things a few years ago, I remember somebody said to me, hey, Johnny, the Lord was in this moment before we were. We're okay. Did you know that the Lord was here before you got here today? And not only that, but that he was in this moment. Many times when I go through, bad, when I hear bad news, or I'm troubled, or things that eat at my gut, that are gut-wrenching in ministry, this serves to me as a truth you can build your life on, that God was here before I was here. God is eternal. God is omnipresent. Nothing can happen outside the sphere of his influence. And we do live in a fallen world where lots of bad things, that's the one thing we all have in common. Bad things happen all around us. 
And there's a war going on. And it's a war and it's a battle for our soul. And this is why it's important that we keep our minds stayed on the Lord. He is omnipresent. Nothing can happen outside the sphere of his influence. He is immutable. He never changes. He is, he's never different than what he is now. He has been. He's never been in a bad mood. He's never had a bad day. So many times even we look at Jesus on the cross and if we would have been just in that moment with his disciples, we'd say, this is the worst thing that could have ever happened. And it was the greatest thing that ever happened for us because he is immutable. He never changes. He's, he knows the end from the beginning. He has everything under control in a world that seems out of control. I want to encourage you when you look at who God is, don't build your life on shifting sand. Don't just build your life on the things that happen in this world. Don't put your complete trust in just how it goes this week. Build your life on the rock. Don't build your life on shifting sand. All God's acts are consistent with all of his attributes. That's one of the beautiful things about faithfulness when I talk, talk about faithfulness. It's like all of God, all of his wonderful attributes come together with a constantness that he never changes. You can count on him. God is 100% faithful to his word, his promises, his people, and his character because he cannot be otherwise. He will never let you down. Have I had bad things happen to me? Yes, I have. But I want you to know, through it all, through it all, God is faithful. What did Job say? Though he slay me, yet I will trust in him. God is looking for a people where he can reign by faith. And we live in a world, listen, there was a warning to the New Testament church. The New Testament church was, don't let your fire go out. Don't let your fire go out because the love of most will grow cold and hate will grow in your midst and people will become full of despair. And those are end time warnings. But listen to me, listen to the right report. God is faithful. You can build your life on him, he is faithful. You might say, well, where do you get this, Johnny? I know that sounds nice that you say all these things about who God is. Where do you get this? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How is it that I can say that God is faithful based on the word of God? Well, the first thing is, he is faithful because of his creation. Even just the creation of the world. Look at Psalm 119, verse 89. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in the heavens. Your faithfulness continues throughout all generations. You establish the earth and it stands. He is the creator of the world. I mean, you, you, you learn about the planets and you realize the planets, uh, like th this planet that we're saying, we're going 25,000 around, I don't know, you probably know maybe the precise number. We're going around 25,000 miles per hour right now. 
What's fascinating about that is that there's an atomic clock that we set and we're, it's so precise of all the balance of everything that's going on in the whole world. It's fascinating because we just have to make a, like a nanosecond adjustment every hundred years. It's so precise. It's amazing the precision of the creation. Now, everybody, you'll learn that as science. Science is that predictable thing that you can know, you know, the first or second law of thermodynamics, whatever that is. But creation shows God's faithfulness. And that's what I want to encourage you because the Lord is the one who holds everything together. If you listen to the Lord, you will hear, I hold the world together by the power of my word. I am the creator and the sustainer of all of life. And then we've seen it also in the Bible Proof that God is faithful through his people. The first is through the patriarchs. And we see that. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We see this through the people of God that we find in the Old Testament. And the climax of that, of, the, of God's children, Israel, is King David. And we see that. But then there's all this disobedience. And by the way, they were back in Deuteronomy 32. There was a bunch of warning. But they did, the people of God strayed from him. And so after David, there was all of this collapse of the worship of God and God's people. So they went to exile and then there was 400 years of silence. And then the Messiah came and the church was established through Jesus. And so we see that we over these and, and, and how God has revealed himself through people in the Bible. And then we see it, how Jesus said, and I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. 12 disciples, then 120. And you think about it. You've never traveled for 40 or 50 miles beyond where you were born. And I'm giving you this commission to go and make disciples of all people. Today, there are 2 billion followers of Christ on the planet. The third thing is, God has revealed himself to us through his character, and that is the Father. Numbers chapter 30, 23, verse 19. He is faithful by virtue in his character. If you want to know the Father is like and the Son is like, the scripture is absolutely clear. Numbers 23. God is not a man that he should lie, or a son of man, that he should repent or change his mind or, or be one way, one day, one day. He is not like that. Uh, he said, uh, what he has said, he will he not bring it to pass? In other words, God is always consistent and faithful if he speaks. Here's the second thing, the, through the spirit of God. Uh, we talk about the fruits of the Spirit from Galatians chapter 5. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, self-control, goodness. The character of the Holy Spirit develops inside of us the very character that produced the fruits of the Spirit. And then, of course, there is the Son, Jesus. You could read the entire New Testament and you could get to the end and know and no, he came as the Savior. 
you have to understand at the very end of history, we will know him as the conqueror, the righteous judge on a white horse. And he has, and, and I want you to know he is faithful and true. He is faithful. Well, here's another thing. We know that God is faithful through his word. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 10. For as the rain and the snow came down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. His word is true and it will accomplish. His word is true. John 17, uh, 17. Uh, he says, Father, sanctify them, set them apart, make them holy. These are the followers in the future. Make them holy by your truth. Your word is truth. He keeps his covenants. That's important that we know that. In Deuteronomy, he says, God keeps and is faithful to the covenants that he makes with thousand generations. And that's important for every person here because the covenant he makes through Jesus Christ is the one by who we become the people of God. And then he fulfills his promises. He keeps his promises in his word. It's, it's, he, his word is true. He keeps his covenants and he keeps his promises. In Hebrews, it says, let us not sway or swerve or fall away for he who gave us promises is faithful to us and he fulfills his predictions too. We're about to go into a season when you hear all the words of Isaiah, which were written some 700 years prior to Jesus's birth. And so we know that God is faithful, not just from his covenants and, and, and because he, he keeps his word and because it's true and because of his promises that are true, but it's also he fulfills his predictions. And through this, here's what I, I want us to understand through the word of God is that he is shaping our lives. He, he is shaping our lives through the word of God. And this is how we know from the word of God that it's true and that he is faithful. Because here's a few things that are true about that. We are weak. We are weak. We have weak moments. We do. And, and Paul reminds us, Paul reminds us, he says, I have this thorn in my flesh. I kept asking God to take it away. And the third time I asked, and the answer back from heaven was, God says, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. You see, God is shaping us in that we are weak and his strength is made perfect in weakness. And we grow to know the real God because he is faithful, because he is shaping us, even in his word, because we get the word of God and he helps us. Our weakness is where God meets us. See, to the world, weakness is bad. That's a bad thing. But see, God is showing his power through broken vessels. I wanna encourage you this morning. God is faithful. God uses broken vessels. Our weakness is how we learn 
to rely on God. Another thing that God is shaping and using through his word, and he uses the word of God to adjust our lives and helps us to grow. Because, guys, this is shoot straight. Without God's hope and his faithfulness and without the word of God, we just get meaner and more ornery. And we just get it just more bitter, not better. We get more bitter. That's the natural progression of things. Bad things happen. You get, but see the shaping that happens if you're, if you're redeemed, if you're under the control of God, the Holy Spirit, then you grow. You grow. Because here's another thing. We're tempted. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has taken you except that which is common to man. And so we look around and we go, oh, yeah, that's just my wiring. I'm the only person. And you look at your family and you go, yeah, man, that's just the way it is. And you look at passage and you, the, the word of God says, hey, there's nothing that's taken a hold of you that hasn't. That's one of the things I realized that what Sherry and I, what we've walked through, one of the things that we're very, very aware of when you, something happens to somebody close in your family, we realize one of the things we know is we're not alone. A lot of other people struggle with that. A lot of other people have gone through these things. We sin. 1 John 1, 9. Sin has occurred. Sin comes in. We all struggle with sin. But we also know the beautiful words of John, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so I want to encourage you today that he's shaping us. And then the last thing I put there is we utterly fail. We all fail. We fail in so many ways. And we all kind of sometimes we, we hit the wall and, and, and we, sometimes we grow so discouraged. But 2 Timothy 2 says this, it is a trustworthy statement that if we died with him, in other words, with Jesus, as we also live with him, if we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. God is faithful to forgive and look beyond. So how do we respond to God's faithfulness? How is it that we are supposed to respond? How is it that we move forward with God's, responding to God's faithfulness? Having said all of what I've said about who God is, how he reveals himself, and then how he shapes us, how is it that we're supposed to respond to God? Here's the, one of the first things, and this is a word for somebody. I don't know who it is, but I want to encourage you today. Put your past behind you today. So many times, we can't truly live because we haven't put our past behind us. And I wanna encourage you today, put your past behind you. Bring your present problems, your pains and your fail failures to Jesus today. I think there are some of you who think, um, it's been, but it's by grace we've been saved, but then by effort and by something else that we're going to mature and now we're on our own. 
that's wrong. You need to bring your troubled marriage, your struggle, addictions, attitudes, resentment, anything in your life, one of your kids, your frustration with being single, whatever that is, and say, let's start new. Because Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle in spirit, humble in heart. You will find rest for your soul, for my burden is easy. Listen to me. Let me help you. And that's what I want to encourage you today. To put your hope for the future in the one who will never let you down. In Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5, Jeremiah, listen to these words. Cursed is the one who trusts in man, who draws strength from mere flesh, and whose heart turns away from the Lord. Listen, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. And I want to encourage you today to put your trust in the Lord. Some of you, when we sang that song, it is well, it might not be well with your soul because you have not come to the Lord yet. So I, I want to encourage you, you need to go to God today. I would encourage you. Because in that passage, I love it as it goes on. It says, if you do that, you will be like a tree planted by streams of water and its leaves are green. You might say, Johnny, I've had so much of life that's happening that's so hard, I'm withering over here. My life is withering. It's like dry bones. And I would encourage you to go to God. Put your past behind you. Bring everything to the Lord. Trust in the Lord and plant yourself beside the streams of living water. Build your life on a rock. The whole world is shifting sand. Things happen. Good things happen. Bad things happen. And it's just like shifting sand constantly. Build your life on the rock of the real God. Would you pray with me right now? Father, today I pray by the power of the Holy Spirit that you would meet us where we are today, Lord. Lord, there are so many different distractions, temptations. There is rebellion. There are failures. There is tragedy and illness. There is disappointment in this room. And Lord, if we just put our trust in this world, it seems like we're always either sort of disappointed or completely disappointed. So Lord, today, help us, Lord, to put our past behind us. Lord, help us to bring everything to you. And Lord, put our hope in you. 
Father, there are people here that do not know you. I pray today that you would help them by the power of the Spirit to seize this moment to come to you. And I pray, Lord, for the other folks that are here that are disheveled, that are discouraged, that are weary and weak. I pray, Lord, you would help us and meet us here to bring everything we have to you and trust you.